Welcome to the Furniture Artist Podcast, where Erin shares experiences, adventures, and challenges in the furniture artist life. If you love brushes and paint, and furniture is your canvas, you're in the right place. Now, here's Erin from the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Well, hello there, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 14. We are talking about, or the title I'm going to give this is Paint What You Love. Not necessarily talking about paint the objects you want, but it could still apply. Have in mind for this episode the idea of how you paint or the technique you paint or the colors you choose. Basically, you already acquired the item you're going to paint. But we all heard, or I like to use the statement because it's pretty true, white cream gray, white cream gray. That's what sells, right? If you ever uh, look around and or go to a place where there's a bunch of booths, antique malls, custom furniture, whatever, white cream gray. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. Because more than likely, as you might find out, that's what's selling. If you're making a living and you're killing it and white cream gray is working for you and you love that, then you're good to go. This episode may not be for you, but if you want more and you crave something different and um, something inside you just says, this, there's got to be more to white cream gray, meaning you just feel like there's a creative urge and you want to unleash it on your furniture, that's not a bad thing. The key is, what do you want to do? Do you want to fight that urge and say, no, we're going to stick with what's selling? Or we're going to branch out a little bit. The question is, are you going through the motions? Are you listening to your inner soul, if you will? Say, you want more. Do it. Try green. How about blue? You know, those voices in your creative head that keep talking to you. Again, if you're not hearing anything talk to you about that, then maybe you're good to go. I would recommend, at least if you're hearing those creative urges screaming out, Do something different already. You might consider diversifying your portfolio. And what I mean by that is what you paint, what you put in your booth, what you list. Sometimes it might just be that the cream white gray is all you know, and you might want to try something different. For example, this last weekend was walking through the, I'm going to say store or the antique mall where I have one of my booths. And I don't always get to do it, but I try to once in a while walk through the whole store. What's everybody painting? What are they selling? I even look at price tags. How much are they charging? You know, am I still in line? Am I too much? Am I too low? Uh, how, do, how does my work compare to others? I'm not trying to judge other work. I'm just trying to get a baseline or just stay up to, uh, up to speed with what else is in the same store as I am. I'm sure you've done that if you have an antique store or maybe you're selling furniture from your home and you go out just to see again. Think about the uh, episode that I talked about, uh, Booth Life. Uh, This very good, good episode. But at least I'm looking for, is everybody doing white, cream, gray? Who else is doing color? Uh, What other types of pieces are out there? The nice thing is, at least where I'm at, there's a decent amount of variety 
small furniture, large furniture, medium size, a decent amount of quality, a decent amount of color. Uh, but for the most part, cream, white, gray rules the store. And again, nothing wrong with that. But sometimes, and again, this episode is, uh, the idea is paint what you love. If you want to do red or green, this is the where, this is where we're at in this episode. I do think that you need to think about pros and cons, some pitfalls, for example, uh, of your choices. For example, if you go all in and say, I'm, I'm doing no cream white gray, I'm just going to go with bold and bright and polka dots and stripes and all the gold and metallics and glitter, I'm, all, I'm doing all that. Nothing wrong with that. Keep in mind, uh, and we mentioned this on the booth episode, was the market t- will tell you whether they agree with that decision or not. Meaning you may not sell any pieces. You say, I'm going to get a booth, I'm going to start packing it out. I don't think you're going to be at the booth level until you realize, yeah, people like my work, there's a demand for it, I'm going to get a booth. So I think you'll probably do some investigating before you get that far. But if you just up and change directions and say, I'm tired of the boring, I'm going to go with bold, you might want to do some research. I will tell you that there's a chance that maybe the local market is not your audience. I have a note here that I'm looking at about uh, you need to find your audience. Find the customers. It's like if um, you know you, you go to a conference and next thing you know, you seem to be talking to the same person that uh, has the same quirky hat and they dress a little different, you know, you know, it's kind of like the attraction of you kind of find somebody who has common interests as you do. And so you need to find the customers that have common interest. They like steampunk or they like pink. They like metallics. They like old or they like mid-century modern. Those audiences may not be in your local area. So you do need to be actively searching for that audience. So before you take that leap of maybe going out and doing what you really think you love, find the audience. Because you're going to be rewarded by finding that audience. You're going to sell work to those people. That'll fuel your creativity. That'll fuel your energy to want to do more. That's kind of how that works. It'd be kind of lame for you to just keep creating pieces and then just go in your garage. After a while, you're just going to lose energy. And you need something to fuel that energy. Sales does that every time. But find the customer that loves your work. And more than likely, and I don't want to steal too much in my notes, but uh, coming up is the commission work. You'll find people want you to do that kind of work. I do find that often, and you can talk to any furniture artist that works locally, they get asked by the commission piece, hey, can you paint this white? Can you paint it gray? Can you paint it cream? Cream. And that's okay. Sometimes I'll do just that because I want to paint that piece of furniture or I don't mind having clients once in a while or I don't mind doing something that's not bold and colorful. So that's perfectly fine. But if you're not careful, you know, if word gets out that you're a great furniture artist and you did a great job with someone's white china cabinet, next thing you know, you have seven white china cabinets lined up, which is okay. Bounce it out, spread them out. You know, maybe one a month, spread it out without the other things you want to do. But you got to find a balance. Uh, it may be that if you have to do cream white gray because you got to pay the bills and that's what sells, maybe every tenth piece or every fifth piece, you're sprinkling a little variety. 
you might also find that maybe where the, the, you want to paint bold and bright, maybe that's your jewelry boxes. Maybe that's your little uh, small items, candlesticks and posts, where you can sprinkle that in to add some color to your booth along with the cream white gray items. That might be something you, you, do, you look at. I mentioned the word pitfalls. Be careful that you're not pressured, pressured into doing what others are doing. If you walk to store and everybody's doing cream white gray, it doesn't mean that you should too. It could be that there's customers walking the store going, I wish there was something in blue. I wish there was black. I wish there was red with polka dots. So sometimes clients or customers don't know that they want that until they occasionally start seeing it. Uh, I have not been a cream white gray heavy person as far as what I sell and paint. I like variety. I like uh, different furniture types. I like technique variety. So I'm not the one to speak to you about how to knock out cream, white, gray on a regular basis. Uh, I know that people, they have spray booths and they just spray cream, white, gray all day and that's all they do. Again, they may be after the money and and they need to make the money and that's their livelihood. More power to them. Uh, But if you're in a situation where you can occasionally change it up, uh, distressing is pretty popular too, or at least was. I'm not saying it's gone out. You go to our where one of my booths are. It's very popular, rustic, casual, cozy, homey feeling, you know. And per, you might distress everything. Well, what if you didn't want to distress everything? What if your physical condition or, you know, your shoulder... I had sh- shoulder surgery and I was doing a lot of sanding. And back in the day, it was on cheaper chalk paint. I just couldn't keep up with that. And so fortunately, I, I went a little bit more upscale with my finish. One, because the Dixie Bell paint I use really allows me to do that. But trust me, I'll bust out the uh, distressed once in a while just to add variety. Again, I like the variety. But you need to evaluate if you feel like you have that sense that you need to do what you love and it just got to come out. You might You just need to find the avenue. It may not be large pieces, could be small pieces. But um, if you need to go crazy and wacky, you, you do you. you know, that's a pretty popular statement right now. But be prepared that if you're going to do crazy and wacky, it may be that you have to find a different audience, a different location, maybe go more online. Um, but try and find that online opportunity that you can slowly work your way into and test the market. If you need to be on Etsy, great. If you need to get your own website, if you need to get your own online shop, do it. But make sure if it's a matter of paying the bills, you're not being foolish about it too. So watch out for peer pressure. You know, all your friends are doing cream. You need to, you need to let your inner voice creativity come out. Um, don't do what others expect you to do. And I mentioned a little bit about customer work. Everybody expects that we want to paint white, cream, gray. That's what we want to do. Say no. Uh, or only take one a month and say, sorry, I, I can't keep that up or that's too much work. And as, if you've painted furniture, you know white is very difficult to do. The light of the color oftentimes, you know, it's more coats, it's hard to cover. It can be a little tricky too. And so are the dark colors. So um, don't be pressured to keep up with others. what others are doing. That is not your job. And uh, if you are starting new at this and you're walking around, look, everybody's doing cream. I must do cream. No, do what you want to do because you're going to get burned out not doing what you love. So be very uh, focused on 
One, if you need to make money, do it. But there are ways to make money without following what everybody else is doing. Sometimes you've got to stand out and do something different. It is possible that you're in your early stages of your creative development, meaning let's say you've just been painting for five, six months or a year, and all you have been modeling after is what you see around you, and that could be cream, white, gray, or simple. Challenge yourself. Okay, I'm going to do cream this time, but let me step it up. Let me try some texture. Let me try some stenciling, silkscreen, um, decoupage, transfers. So step it up. There's ways to be creative even in that neutral palette. Find ways. And the more of those techniques I just listed you add, the more opportunities that you're being, being creative. So sometimes I find that a little blending or a little stencil or a little shading or blending to that repertoire adds variety. So it may not be that you need to do red, green, blue, you know, pink, whatever. You can still be creative, but challenge yourself. Always be learning, looking for opportunities to add more to your repertoire because you might stumble across a technique that your customers can't wait to get more of. But if you stay in your current place that you don't love, you're not going to grow and find that market. And uh, you're going to find that there's more variety there. There's more opportunity. Now, in my situation, I'll just tell you as a content creator, I challenge myself on a regular basis to do something different. Uh, If you watch my lives on Facebook or if you go over to my YouTube channel, Bowtie Treasures, you'll find a lot of variety of techniques. All of my pieces are not one color. All of my pieces are not blended. All I usually let the piece cater my technique. And I might do an episode on how to decide what color and how to paint something. If that's something that's interesting to you, I'd love to hear from you about that. But I just finished a 12-drawer French provincial dresser. I painted in gray with a little bit of blending of, of white. And literally, my next piece I have right now is like a country cabinet that it's like a pie cabinet, totally opposite spectrum. So I'm, I, can't, I can't do blended and classy on a country cabinet. So the more diversified your palette is, the more variety you can do, the more uh, interest I think you can add to your repertoire and to your booth. And uh, you might, again, you might find that you just really like the classy look or you might start going... Why am I doing so much classic look? I really want to do casual. Those are kind of things you find by stepping out of the box a little bit from what everybody else is doing and try something different. You can do that slowly, incrementally. You don't have to just clear clear out your booth and replace it all. Uh, You might have crickets for five months and wonder what happened. You can slowly introduce that and test the market out. I think it's a very great way to do that. So let me encourage you in your journey Make sure that you're listening to your inner voice, your creative voice, and ask yourself if I'm doing what I love. To am, am I where I belong? Like, am I in the right store? Am I selling where I should? Am I getting positive feedback? And at the end of the day, you have to love it. You have to have a passion for it. I did an episode on passion. You can look for that in my list of podcasts and passions, basically a little bit tied into this of doing what you love. But I wanted to just be clear that there is an element that we tend to get stuck either in a rut or following the money. And um, you can really burn yourself out. And there, there's that element of 
variety and excitement and creativity. Um, currently, I'm doing a show with Teresa Lee from NTS Design Co. We're on the Chalk Mineral Paint Enthusiast Group. Dixie Bell manages. And the nice thing about that show, I'm keeping my pieces small because just the way the show works out. And I really enjoy the small home decor boxes, uh, the trays, the risers, whatever. They're just little small avenues of creativity. So maybe that might be something that you could add to your life, to your life, to your creative, to your booth. But let me encourage you to paint what you love. Don't let people bring you down or persuade you in the wrong direction. Nobody knows you like you do. So when you find sparks of creativity, sparks of fun, sparks of, wow, this was really good, it doesn't mean you shouldn't keep going after that. Don't let money dictate that only because you might be the next um, blue-red polka dot crazy painter that the world needs. Or you might be the new classy pink and uh, stylish painter the world needs. Or your community needs or Etsy needs or your online market needs. So be pursuing. Always challenge yourself to say, am I doing what I need to be doing? Am I doing what I love? And then when you find out that, you know, there is something I need to be trying, not open the door. Try another product. Try another technique. Find another group of people doing that and say, yeah, I could see why that. I And just put your teeth into it, sink into it, try it out. And if you're creative and you feel like all my life I've been artistic or creative, you probably already have that urge of, am I doing what I really want to do? Want to be doing? It doesn't mean that you have to always, um, like sometimes you have to put it aside until you can get time, but make time to stretch yourself, be creative, look what other people are doing, but don't be in a position where you're persuading yourself to have to try something new all the time. Um, there's nothing better than uh, growth and nothing better than security. Security comes with selling the, those pieces, making some money. So if you're in it for a hobby, you should still be making some money on it. If not, you're going to have a, uh, a garage full of unsellable work. And uh, I'm not encouraging you to be a starving artist by any means. Uh, we, do, we do want to get rewarded for the, our efforts. So that's important to do that. So this was a, a little bit of a challenge. I hope that you're where you are. I hope that you love what you paint. And uh, maybe this could be another topic that we talk about finding the pieces that you love. But more than likely, you're probably already doing that. You just maybe not doing exactly the finish you want. And uh, find that community that can encourage you. I have a podcast on community. And uh, if you're in the wrong community that just really doesn't encourage your expression and your creativity, let me encourage you to keep finding that. There more than likely is a group out there for, you know, blending furniture artists or you know, circus clown creativity. Or I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. But hopefully that gives you some ideas. But let me challenge you to do something fun. Be creative. And until next time, uh, this is Aaron here in the Bowtie Treasure Studio. Love for you to subscribe. Let others know about my podcast. And until next time, we'll see you all later. Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out our website, bowtietreasures.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, other furniture artists like you can find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.